Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to Wenatchee in the Word. I am excited to look into the Word of God today and just see what uh, the Lord has for us. So let's dive right back into John, the book of John, and chapter number 2, picking it up in verse 12. Right after the last episode, we talked about when Jesus made the water into wine, his first miracle. And so picking it up right after that in verse 12, the Bible says, After this, he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and they continued there not many days. So it says they went to Capernaum, they weren't there very long, and then continues, and the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, um, something just to note is a lot of times when you read in Scripture that they went up to Jerusalem or they went down to a place, um, it's not always talking about north, south, east, west, like we would talk about. If I were to say I'm going up to a, a certain town, most people would think I, I mean I'm going north. And actually here, if you were to look at a map where they are in Capernaum, going uh, down south to Jerusalem, but here it says up, it's talking about elevation. So they're going up in elevation to Jerusalem. Uh, from anywhere in Israel to Jerusalem, you have to go up just because the of the elevation there. And so says he went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, take these things hence, make not my father's house and house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. So uh, Jesus shows up to Jerusalem. He shows up for the Passover festival, for the feast that they were going to have um, there in Jerusalem to celebrate. And when he comes, he uh, finds uh, a very unseemly sight to him. He would go to the temple, and what many of these people had done is uh, they had taken... Uh, advantage of the fact that people were going to come from all over uh, to celebrate these feasts. Um, And so because of that, they knew they weren't going to bring their livestock, their animals to sacrifice and, uh, and to give to the temple. And so what these people would do is they would come and then they would purchase them there at the temple. And these people, they would drive up the prices because of it. And it was just a, a big... A scandal, really, of how they would take advantage of those who were not from Jerusalem coming in uh, to worship. And uh, Jesus didn't take too kindly to see that his father's house uh, was turned into a marketplace. Um, that uh, in other portions of scripture that uh, talk about what I believe would be a separate uh, occasion that this took place, but he says this place is supposed to be a house of prayer. Um, this isn't supposed to be taking place right now, this this merchandising. And so he gets on to them and, and over, overturns the tables and dumps out the money that they've been making um, and says, you, you all have completely missed the point 
of this entire feast, of this entire time that we come to look to the Father, to look to God, and to worship Him. You've missed it, and you've made this into something that you can gain out of instead of something that God should receive glory from. And he gets on to him for it, and the people, the Jews, the religious leaders, uh, they didn't they didn't really like that he said this or did this, and they say, well, what what kind of sign can you show us um, that you're allowed to do these things or really to say these things? He said, this is my father's house. And Jesus answers them in verse 19, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And they say, uh, this temple was built in 46 years it took to build this up. Are, are you just going to rebuild it in three days? And of course, it says, John telling us, he spake of the temple of his body. When, therefore, he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. So John here is looking back as he's writing, and uh, he has the hindsight of looking back at this event and remembering. He said that he was going to, you destroy this temple, and I'm going to rebuild it in three days. And at that time, most likely even the disciples were a little confused about it. Uh, but the Jews especially said, this was built in 46 years. If it's destroyed, you're going to just rebuild it in three days. But Jesus was talking about his own body and how one day, uh, 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 about three or so years later from this event, he was going to end up dying on the cross and being buried. But three days later, he was going to rise again from the dead. And that was the ultimate sign. They said, what sign do you have? And he said, I'm going to rise from the dead. And that is the ultimate sign to show that Jesus is God. And um, I I think it's interesting that John put this into his book. Uh, If you go all the way back to or toward the end of uh, the book of John in chapter 20 and the last verse there, I believe it's verse 30 or 31, where... John says, Jesus did a lot more than just what I've written here of miracles, and he's done a lot more than this, but what I have written, this is the purpose that I've written it for, that you would believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And so John putting this in his book just goes to show me he's he's very meticulously writing this event on purpose to say, look, the ultimate sign to show that Jesus is the Messiah, that he has the power that he said that he had, that it truly was from God because he is the Son of God, that that sign is rising from the dead after three days. And so he's already foreshadowing here what's, what we're going to see take place toward the end of Jesus' life where he dies but raises again three days later to prove that he is God and to prove that he can be trusted because he does truly have power over sin and death. And it tells us that his disciples, in verse 22, later remembered what he had said at this time. And when they when he rose from the dead, they remembered this time, and they believed what the Scripture said and what Jesus had said. And then it says, When he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, that many believed on his name when they saw the miracles which he did. So Jesus went around apparently doing some other miracles uh, here, and people started to believe on him because of it. Now, he didn't entrust himself to them, it tells us, because he knew what was truly in their hearts, which ones of them were 
real believers, real disciples of, of him, and that we're actually going to follow him. In fact, in a few chapters, we're going to see uh, that many of them leave. They weren't true followers. But many people here are starting to believe on him because of the miracles that are taking place. I just think it's interesting. One thing I wanted to get out of uh, our study for this um, for this episode is especially when he talks about uh, what they had done to the temple when they had made it a house of merchandise, a marketplace, a, a place with missed, uh, misplaced priorities, uh, so to say. And um, it made me think of the fact that he, he said, the father's, my father's house uh, should not be uh, looking this way. And as I said in other portions of scripture, he says, my father's house is supposed to be a house of prayer. And it just made me think of how Number one, uh, when we're in the house of God um, in, in a, our church services, uh, it, it should be um, specifically geared toward bringing God glory. Uh, none of it should be done to bring us a gain of any kind, financial gain or or influence, gain of influence, any of that. Uh, uh, when we come together at a church service, it should be truly to only... Uh, that on, the only person who gains anything is God gaining glory uh, through us and from us. Um, but it also made me think of what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians when he says, uh, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who's in you, uh, that you have from God? You're not your own. You're bought with a price. And then he says, so glorify God with your body. Glorify God in your body. It made me think that here, Jesus is saying the temple, my father's house, should be a house of prayer. It should be. It should have the right priorities here, not for the gain of people, but for the glory of God. And again, here, as I said in First Corinthians chapter six, specifically at the uh, end of the chapter, where Paul says, "And now we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and and within us, we shouldn't have those misplaced priorities that are." we get any gain from it, but truly from our living, from our lives, that as he said, we should glorify God in our body. Uh, We shouldn't get any glory, but because of what takes place in our body, that God should get glory, that God should gain the glory for how we live. So I hope that's a challenge to you today. I know it was to me as I was reading through Uh, the passage. I'm looking forward to the next episode. We're going to dive into John chapter 3 and uh, see a very familiar passage where Nicodemus comes. One of the most quoted verses in scripture. We're going to look at it. I know it'll be a challenge to us. So I'll see you next episode and thanks for tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at WenatcheeChurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.